Hey friends, as a church leader, you know that your ability to execute your vision comes down to staffing, facilities, and programming. All three of those things are fueled by one thing. That is generosity. Generosity is the fuel that drives your ministry engine. We are always trying to learn how to grow and create cultures of generosity that help fuel the vision. I want to introduce you to my friends over at The Giving Church, a brand new sponsor here at Unseminary, and they really do want to help. I love these guys, and you should lean in with them. Visit thegivingchurch.com forward slash unseminary for a free PDF. It's five ways to grow your church giving. The Giving Church, led by generosity coach, founder, and just amazing guy, Phil Ling, has worked with nearly a thousand churches of all sizes, including the size of your church in 40 different denominations and raised over a billion dollars to fuel incredible ministry. Don't run out of fuel for your ministry. Visit thegivingchurch.com forward slash unseminary today for your free PDF, five ways to grow your church giving. Again, that's thegivingchurch.com forward slash unseminary today. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will inspire and equip you, and today is no exception. I'm really excited, privileged to have Stan Jantz with us. He is the Chief Executive Executive Officer of the Come and See Foundation, and they have this incredible mission. I love this, a mission that really draws us out. It's a big idea to try to share the authentic Jesus with a billion people. Uh, you might be familiar with The Chosen. Well, they're on a mission to try to get this uh, message out to remote villages, prisons, halfway houses, and beyond. And they're in, in the middle of all of this incredible translation work. Uh, I'm super excited. to have, And Stan's in the middle of all that. So super excited to have Stan with us. Welcome to the show, Stan. So glad you're here. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. And love being on your show and love what you do. Thank you. Love it. Uh, why don't you fill out the picture there a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us more of your background. Uh, I know you've been involved on, you know, you know, the publishing side, uh, but tell us a little bit about yourself and about the Come and See Foundation for folks that are unaware. Well, I have been my whole life uh, about Christian content. So it started with Christian mm. bookstores. My family owned a chain of Christian retail bookstores in California. I grew up mm-hmm. in that. I was around all the mm-hmm. books. I was around the media, which back in the old days mm-hmm. was 16 millimeter films. I went to video. Love it. So all that stuff, you know, Thief and I and all that kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. uh, went to Biola University and got my degree there. I got married, got went back in the family business. And uh, we actually sold that in the late 90s. Not because we were so smart, knew Amazon was going to change retail, but it's just something, mm-hmm. another chapter. So I started writing books and I wrote with a mm-hmm. partner uh, who is a lawyer and we've written about uh, about 50 so books together, most of around kind of taking theology and putting on the lower shelves. So we did a Christianity mm-hmm. 101 series with Harvest House. And um, most recently, I've done a couple of solo projects. One is called Fire and Wind, about the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and then the healing power of God. And this from a guy I went to Biola, where the Trinity was Father, Son, Holy Bible. 
right? So I kind of had this, <laughs> Love it. this new discovery. And by the way, Biola too has, has uh, embraced the Holy Spirit. There's a center there for the Holy Spirit. So, uh, so but it good. is the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. So I, I cherish the word of God. I've loved it. I've taught just mm-hmm. on the, you know, in my own life, my wife and I, in terms of, you know, classes and that kind of thing, just love it. I love taking people through discipleship journeys. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as I was kind of going along and worked in the publishing world as well and led the Evangelical mm-hmm. Christian Publishers Association, which is a trade group that represents mm-hmm. Christian publishers worldwide. And so I just, I just love, publish sim- simply means to make public. We associate yes. it with books, but it's really any kind of media in fact, the angels who came out at Christmas time, the angels, when they came to publishers to the shepherd, they published glad tidings, <laughs> it says in yes. the King James. So it. it just means Love to make it. known, especially with the good news. And there's been this yeah. huge you know, effort through history to use any means possible to take the good news out into the world. And so, um, you know, I am just so thrilled to be a part of what I think is perhaps the greatest publishing event that in my lifetime, maybe even longer is the chosen this multi-episodic yeah, multi-season portrayal of jesus and his mm-hmm. his chosen and they mm-hmm. just the experience that we've all read about in the gospels mm-hmm. and uh and it just it just has presented this intimate uh, what i guess we call authentic portrayal of jesus in a way that's so mm-hmm. vivid and 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 accurate and it's just mm-hmm. people are just compelled as i was too when i first saw it mm-hmm. so the foundation exists to really to make it possible for all seven seasons. That's the map. That's what's mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. There have been there have been three. Number four is coming mm-hmm. in the first of 2024 to make it possible for all seven seasons to be distributed around the world. And we're going to depend on uh, ministry partners like Version and Bible Project mm-hmm. and One Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chosen is working with commercial dis- distribution. So coordinate those together to get into places for us, especially where the commercial enterprises aren't going to go. So make sure right. that everybody has a chance to see it. And then the translation, as you mentioned, into what we're kind of shooting as a goal of 600 languages. That would that's be amazing. subtitled, but 100 we, we dubbed, and we can talk about that later. because That's an extraordinary goal. Mm-hmm. And then to keep it free. So anybody mm-hmm. can watch it anytime on their device. And yeah, you probably know this, Rich, but I just learned this recently. There are 8 billion people in the world. Mm. Six, there are six billion smartphones. I mean, that just wow, yeah, that's just amazing. I mean, yeah, and and so you think, well, it's just kind of a Western technology. No, they're all over the world. No, and yep. the chosen is something that is being then distributed through these devices, and of course, there's streaming services, theatrical, all that. But the key is for free mm. that anybody anywhere can watch it uh, anytime and not have to pay for it. So those are our goals, and it's it's a long, you know, many year plan because mm-hmm. the seasons mm-hmm. obviously haven't been finished yet but we think mm-hmm. even beyond when they finish the final season in 2027 that we'll still be reaching the world that per- we want to say the first billion right because it is the yes, billion yes but there's eight billion people so we want to keep going <laughs> we've got that. a long ways to go we well do. i love that i i love that and i you know i love the the big vision i love you know i love what the the chosen has done you know my own kind of i think there's a lot of people share this kind of experience i I was a latecomer. I was a sleeper on the chosen. I was, you know, I don't know whether it's because I've been in vocational ministry for so long. I'm like, man, do we really need another Christian thing? And I, and my, I remember my wife. She was like, no, this you got to watch this. And I remember the first couple episodes. I was just sucked right in, and it's been amazing to watch. Time and again, it's like people who are brand new to faith 
sucked in and are like, wow, they, you know, go back to scripture, want to, want to read the real story or then long time who I would count myself in that long time Christ followers seeing the Bible in a new way and like it bringing the, the, the story to life. And so I just want to honor you, honor the team, uh, honor, you know, you know, obviously Dallas and his whole team, what they're doing on the chosen side, uh, to, to, to actually make this happen. So, uh, honored to have you on, but I'd love to talk about some of your goals here. This is crazy. 600 languages, a hundred dubs. That's, uh, is there anybody doing anything at that scale? That to me seems as an outsider to this industry, that seems like massive. Like that's a, that's no, a huge goal. You are right. I mean, typically, and this is really what drew, um, you know, the folks in, uh, you know, probably the Mark Green, the, the Green family, they've yep. been such huge supporters of Bible translation. And so mm-hmm. translation was kind of the heart and they knew, and they, they, they saw the show and said, man, this, this is, this is something the world needs to see. But if it's just mm-hmm. on the commercial side, they're only going to do 40 languages, maybe mm-hmm. 50 tops. And I think the mm-hmm. record, they, they t- in the Guinness Book of World Records, the show, the TV show that's been translated mm-hmm. the most is Baywatch. Now, isn't that, isn't that quite a record? Really? Uh, that's yeah, crazy. It's like, it's like 46 <laughs> languages. And wow. otherwise they kind of stop, uh, you know, because yeah. it's not, it's not commercially viable to go much beyond that. So right. for us to set this goal of 600 and a hundred dubbed. And so right now we're on track, Rich, for the first three seasons to be translated, mm-hmm. not all dubbed, but translated mm-hmm. into 50 languages by the end of this year. And oh, then wow. as we work toward, because the dubbing is, um, is something that it still requires a hands-on experience it's a voice actor who is they want to find a voice that matches the original you know Mm -hmm. uh, that's in the you know the first version of that the english version and Mm -hmm. to capture so it looks it looks credible and that you're not distracted Mm -hmm. because the sink is off and that kind of thing so it's it's a it's an art form and when you go then from languages 51 to 100 it starts okay which ones because some of those Mm -hmm. and we'll talk maybe a little bit later about what happened in madagascar you know, mm-hmm. and there's some of these languages that are, are important, but they don't fit into that top 50 or even, you know, top 25. And yet right. what, what an opportunity that people can experience the gospel as portrayed through this, uh, through this media uh, portrayal in their own heart mm-hmm. language. Same thing with scripture. Mm-hmm. And as you said, mm-hmm. then to drive people or to entice people who then look at the scriptures. And for a lot of mm-hmm. us, I look mm-hmm. at it, did, did that really happen? And so I want to go back and yes. look at it, you know, and read that passage. <laughs> but I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, for yeah. people who have never read the Bible, it is, it is, we, we see that. It is mm-hmm. encouraging, and I would just say driving people to want to look at the scriptures. And yeah. there's been no pretense that the chosen is inspired. It's a show about Jesus. Yes. Yeah. The word yeah. of God is inspired. That's where we want people yep. to go, where they will meet yep. the Holy Spirit you know, working mm-hmm. in their heart as mm-hmm. they to help them understand what they're reading. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you know, that means then to a life-changing experience of coming to Jesus through that. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, so that translation work is really, really key. And then to go from 101 to 600, now it hits, mm-hmm. uh, that would hit 95% of the, of the world's population wow. that wow. can understand okay. it. Now it doesn't mean it could be that you, your first language is Swahili, but you understand English. And it's like you're right. so right. that people would be able to, but we'll hit obviously Swahili and Telugu and, mm-hmm. and Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese and Portuguese, Portuguese, and all these major languages. And in fact, right now, uh, we're working on translations into Arabic, which is, mm. uh, I'm sure you've had on, on your show, people who mm. are tracking what's happening 
in, yes. in, fact, in Iran. I mean, we're, we're really mm-hmm. nervous about Iran, but you know, the, one of the greatest uh, per capita people coming to Jesus, uh, the greatest number right now, percentage-wise, is happening in, in Iran. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Jesus meets them in different ways than where, you know, we would yes. experience here in the West through dreams and right. through those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so we think mm-hmm. it's so important. And so right now there are three Arabic dialects. There's uh, classic Arabic, Syrian Arabic, and Egyptian Arabic. And we're working on those. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, especially with what's going on there. But it's so important mm-hmm. to bring this message to people that are so hungry for it. They don't know it yet, perhaps, yeah. but they're hungry right. for hope hungry for something that gives them their life meaning and and helps in this world we're, we're living in and obviously for eternity so uh it's in, we have a great point we have someone who's leading that for us i'll tell you about him in a mm-hmm. second but it's just mm-hmm. how god's brought this team together is is pretty amazing because you bring mm-hmm. as you've experienced to people who he doesn't just kind of start you from scratch he's using mm-hmm. everything you've done you've worked with right. you've trained for for this moment, right? For what you're doing right, right. now. And I'm sure you could say right. the true same thing in your life too. It's uh, yeah, that's it's amazing. Waste, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and I love, so obviously love, uh, you know, the green family, what they've done in a lot of different places, a lot of different, uh, segments of the Christian world. They man have really stepped in and with some pretty innovative, like, Hey, let's try to see this happen. And I love what's happening here with come and see. They've obviously been a critical piece of Mart's been a critical piece of this, you know, of this thing. Let's get under the hood a little bit and talk about, so I love the technology solution here, like trying to leverage kind of up to date They even that, that whole thing around smart, smartphones and like, man, what, let's, let's be smartphone first. And how do we get this app available? How do we do that? Um, challenge us, help us kind of stretch our minds a little bit around what, what, how you guys are thinking, how you see that as kind of a tool for the gospel. You know, this is, this is as old as time going back to mm-hmm. Paul leveraging Roman roads to send letters to each other. You know, this is, there's lots of examples of this, but help us think through, you know, how, how did you pick the first 50 languages? What's that look like? Help us wrestle through yeah. those things. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the Roman roads because I'm just going to say this. God loves technology. He uses it. For <laughs> yes, true. You know, yes. now, he, now, <laughs> Christians didn't build the Roman roads, right? It was built by Romans no. and they didn't use yes. it for the gospel. They used it for, for commerce and, and their war, you know, and to keep the peace in the, in the, in the yeah. empire. But Christians then took that and could go out and take that gospel. It was already, the way yes. was paid, literally. Yep. And then you have another great one was Gutenberg, the Gutenberg Press. Mm. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, we say the first, Bible, first book to be printed was the Bible. But then it was really kind of a, uh, you know, it was an artistic achievement and a uh, cultural achievement, mm-hmm. and it blossomed mm-hmm. the whole world. But God used it to get the word out. And that's when the big translation boom happened, was after the printing mm-hmm. press. You know, mm-hmm. suddenly we realized, oh, I can afford a Bible now, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not copied. And, well, I needed my language. So people like John Wycliffe and Tyndale and others started translating, and it just mm-hmm. became the spread. Now you have this, I would call it this third innovation in the last 2000 mm. years, that's just massive. And that's the, that's the internet. That's, that's, yep. the, you know, the yep. digital age and mm-hmm. let's use it. It's a tool. And it's like, God is saying, there it is. It's like the Roman roads of our day. Here you go. You mm-hmm. can take it out and it's going to go everywhere and you can, uh, it's portable and it's, it's possible without any, it's just, you know, the innovation of it's of this information superhighway is just mm-hmm. incredible. So why, and we have been using it obviously, but mm-hmm. the beauty mm-hmm. of this is you've got this visual representation, this visual story that right. people, we're, we're, we're in a visual age, right? People yes. are, I mean, if it's YouTube or whatever it is, we're getting so mm-hmm. much more information now by looking at a phone or at, at a streaming service or whatever. 
to get that information. Mm-hmm. So the timing is just right for this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but how do we use it so it becomes a tool and not a master? And I think you you mentioned earlier about AI, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are concerned, and rightly so. I mean, there are mm-hmm. some ethics that are so important, and it, it goes mm-hmm. everywhere from what the big, you know, SAG after strike has been. Some of that is about mm-hmm. image and likeness. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do with yep. that? Or, you know, doing first draft script writing, but you could just, you know, use Chat GTP, GPT, excuse me. Yep. But yep. even, you know, colleges, we've had this discussion at Biola University about this, mm-hmm. you know, at the board level mm-hmm. about how do you use it, but make it a tool. Don't let it that master right. you. So, so yes, the the idea of how you choose those languages and in your right, Rich, once you get back past 50, there's not a lot of precedent for some of these, especially when you get into dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, voice mm-hmm. actors, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we would use AI to do everything, but it's certainly going to help in the translation mm. process. And there already mm. are missionally minded uh, technology companies that are focused on this. There's one, you can look it up, Lilt, L-I-L-T dot com. Okay. And uh, we uh, were introduced to them. There was a, there mm-hmm. was an AI missional conference in Orlando this earlier mm. this year. They're going to do another mm-hmm. one in April. Again, mm-hmm. leveraging this technology for uh, for the purpose of getting the good news out to the world. And so they've been working with us and we're just kind of, how do you create efficiencies? It's kind of like mm-hmm. I, somebody explained to me, it's like nobody does long division anymore. We have right. calculators right. that do it. And mm-hmm. now our phone is the calculator. Uh, mm. So we don't have to do that. But it used to take a lot of work. Mm. Uh, or Excel mm-hmm. helps us organize numbers in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, AI is to words what Excel is to numbers. It's a tool to help us take some of that. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. effort that would you spend endless hours trying to get to that point where you can now take the content you have and turn it into something, and that's yep. where AI can really be helpful, especially in language translation. So, and to answer your question of how you choose it, well, there have been some wonderful precedents already. I mean, the Jesus film is in mm. fifteen hundred languages. Uh, oh wow! And you've got the you've got the uh, Lumo project that one that one mm. hope does, which is a narrative mm-hmm. of the story of Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. Alpha you know, has done mm-hmm. wonderful translation mm-hmm. for their purposes. So we're, we're looking at what's the priority that you've used alpha or you version or some of these partners right. that we have, and then kind of start then taking those, you know, w- literally one at a time to then get to mm-hmm. that, that 600, but getting to the hundred will be the next goal. That's and the next major milestone that. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once we hit this 50 and then of course the season are, the seasons won't be finished till 2027. Uh, okay. Season yep. seven. And so we've, you know, we've got eight seasons and it's, it's a, it's more complicated because versus a narrative of the story of mm-hmm. Jesus, these are mm-hmm. actors, multiple actors doing multiple mm-hmm. lines of dialogue. And so that creates more challenges for translation. That's just mm-hmm. one, nar- one voice narrating it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and then capturing the nuance and all of that. But we, we mm-hmm. want to use it as a tool. But here's the key, absolute key. Yep. We have, uh, we work with in each uh, language, so each culture, a what's called mm-hmm. a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. Someone who's either a theologian, a pastor that mm-hmm. takes this mm-hmm. translation, you know, whether it was done by a human. Now, again, we're, we're mm-hmm. so far, humans are doing the translation so that, that we yep. haven't used AI for that yet. But once it does. And they, it's like you vet that. Okay, number mm. one, we want to see does is that, that yeah. translation not right. just accurate, but does it show 
the, the nuance of the theology and the meaning mm. of, of that, mm-hmm. even if it's not scripture. I mean, a lot of scripture mm-hmm. is quoted because Jesus, when he talks, mm-hmm. often he's qu- quoting from scripture. Mm-hmm. He's talking the line that was given in scripture, but mm-hmm. that the same meaning and the same uh, understanding can come from that. And so we rely right. on these subject matter experts. We call them SMEs. Now, those of you who are, anybody who's a Disney fan, there was a character in Peter Pan named Smee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little Hooks, clunky, you know. Sidekick. Yeah, yeah, sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here's, yeah. What, so here's what's funny about that. So the person who's working to lead our team is a retired Disney executive. And oh, he funny. Worked, <laughs> he worked for 35 years as heading up their translation and localization oh, wow. department wow. for Disney films and animation, all that. So he has right. vast experience in terms of how this dubbing is done and how the translating works. But hmm. that's where we kind of kid him around. That well, SME is you've kind of know about SME. Yes, from Disney. brought that in. Yeah, exactly. So, so these subject matter experts are really key because we don't want right. miss because of a word, a certain word, the way it's mm-hmm. translated or a mm-hmm. phrase that kind of changes the meaning and, and freaks people out. We just we want right. it. so it's so important to vet that. And it's you know what that's true of anybody. That's laborious uh, work. Uses, that's, yeah, it is. But you, you mm-hmm. have to have it, and that's the, where the creative part comes in, because right. it's not. It's, but it takes a human. It takes creative understanding, mm-hmm. and then of course knowing your subject. That's you know subject matter mm-hmm. expert. I I know this subject, mm-hmm. and then working together so that the final product is one that is not just clear, but it's correct. You know, yes. and not veer yes. off from that as well. So, yeah. um, love it. Well, I love I love the front-footed nature of this. I love your approach to saying like, hey, you know, there's a technology, there's technology out there. How can we leverage that? What can we do to try to say, hey, maybe there's a way we could use this to reach people? It's opportunistic and say, hey, we want to right. take advantage of what's there. We're not saying that there's no downside, but like, hey, maybe there's an opportunity, maybe there's an upside to it in the same way. The Roman roads, they were not all upsides. Not, not not everything that printed was a great thing. Not everything that ended up on film was a great film. Uh, but man, what could we use it for? Have you seen, Have you just as you've been kind of journeying with Come and See, have you heard of any churches that have used The Chosen in any kind of innovative ways that has helped them in their mission? Is there anything that maybe as we're thinking in, hmm, maybe there's a way we could leverage this in, in what we're up to? I would, yeah, yes, it has. We, we, one of our partners is Glue, G L O O. Yes. They are a resource for churches. Yeah. So if you go to the, the come and see uh, foundation.org website, you'll see a place called resources and you can kind of scroll down. And then there is actually, you have to get a, get a license to show it, but mm-hmm. anybody can show mm-hmm. it. It doesn't cost anything. And there are segments that have been pulled along with um, like suggested outline that you can use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, they've mm-hmm. done this for He Gets Us, the He Gets Us campaign. If you've mm-hmm. seen that, mm-hmm. they have the resources mm-hmm. to show the commercial and then talk about it. And this, we actually have clips and those clips have been selected. And that's going to be throughout the seven seasons. But right now we've got, you know, they've got seasons one through three. And I expect, Rich, that there will be, we just met with the folks from Bible Project. And that is such mm-hmm. a creative, innovative. Yeah, they're great. You know, innovation. Yeah, totally. Those guys are on fire, and so they they want to do again create resources and materials mm-hmm. for different segments, and of course integrate it mm-hmm. into their style what they're doing. And another, I'll give you another mm-hmm. example. I mentioned the Jesus film, and uh, they they have done extraordinary work, and we we are working mm-hmm. together. We're collaborating, and right now mm-hmm. they're doing a test at now the this is Crew, which is the kind of the parent mm-hmm. ministry of the Jesus film. Crew mm-hmm. has been running tests on college campuses in the U.S. About 
20, mm. I think, 15 to 20, and where they say, okay, uh, free food in a movie. And so students show oh, up. Oh, that's and, cool. Yep. And they show them, you know, an episode or two of The Chosen. And then they have a little study guide they've come up with to then talk right. to the kids about it. And they actually have seen some extraordinary results. Uh, mm-hmm. And just one, I'll just tell you, it happened in, at Columbia University, which is New mm-hmm. York City. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very, yeah. you know, kind of, I, I don't know if it's an Ivy League, but it's, it's pretty close. And mm-hmm. there was a young woman, uh, Iranian woman, who had been coming to the, to the mm-hmm. meetings. And when she saw that, it was like that was the, kind of the tipping point for her. And she mm-hmm. prayed to receive Christ. I mean, it was like, wow, wow, wow. this is, Praise you know, God. That's this, great. You, yeah, people are on a journey. So now that's not going to mm-hmm. happen with everybody. But there's still, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a great hunger uh, among Gen Z. There's a, in fact, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a special uh, documentary that was produced by The Chosen called Unfiltered. And you know, mm. your, your listeners can go to just go to YouTube, The mm-hmm. Chosen Unfiltered, and it's a documentary about nine Gen Z adults who were brought in blind to to mm-hmm. say we're going to show you a movie. They didn't know what they were seeing, and right. they pulled them from different, <laughs> you know, ran, I don't know, random. But they chose these these young people, mm-hmm. these young adults, and then they respond to it, interview them. It's a it's mm-hmm. a very very powerful thing to mm-hmm. watch. And here's mm-hmm. my take on this, Rich. Um, mm-hmm. and this is not this is not original to me. I, I picked it up from uh, Walter Kim, who mm-hmm. uh, is the president of the National Association of Evangelical. He was quoting mm-hmm. James Chong, C H O U N G, who wrote a book called True Story. And mm-hmm. in that book, he talks about that each generation has a gateway question, meaning mm-hmm. that this is a oh, question good. that you would ask about something. And anyway, so as as a Christian, I'm a boomer. So my gateway mm. question to open up a conversation is, well, is it true? That's what I would mm. value. Mm. Uh, a, a Gen X will ask, well, is it real? Is it authentic? Mm. authentic? A millennial mm. will ask, is it good? Is there mm. goodness in this for me, for the world? Okay, here's what Gen Z ask. Is it beautiful? Now, I notice you got mm. truth, goodness, and beauty with the authenticity mm. thrown in there. But truth, these three values, they're all important. We've been leading mm-hmm. with truth pretty much as a church, mm-hmm. and I think rightly mm-hmm. so. But then you have mm-hmm. to look at the generation that's coming up, and they, yeah, truth's important. But what they what they value more than anything is beauty. And I think right. what's happening with this particular approach to the to the good news, to telling it, we're telling mm-hmm. this beautiful, intimate story, and it's drawing mm-hmm. people in. Now you get to the truth eventually. If it's not mm-hmm. true, then it's just a story, and it doesn't really matter. Right. But this right. is a true story, and guess mm-hmm. what? It's also really good. It's it mm-hmm. really is mm-hmm. good for. We've seen it in culture how it's yes. good for the world to, to when yeah. when when people come to Christ, their their life has changed for the benefit of of others mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. so that's what I love about it, is that this beautiful beautiful story, and Dallas mm-hmm. give him all the credit for the way he's telling this and the the yeah. the way he's using close ups and and how he directs these actors and. Oh my goodness! It's it's really well, it draws it, people in like nothing else I've ever seen. It does, and and it's you know there are and this is a part of what I love about it. He makes some risky choices. Like there's, mm-hmm. it is not a safe portrayal, but but that's great because Jesus is not safe, right? He's he's good, right? It's the C.S. Lewis thing. Is he you know is he good? Right. Of course he's good, but he's not safe, right? And and I yeah. love what what Dallas has done. I totally agree with that. Now the interesting thing, I wonder if you could shed a light on on what Come and See has done or kind of the broader chosen movement. 
man, it really, it's one of those few places, which I think is a wonderful thing. It's one of those few places that seems to be a gathering point for Christians of a lot of different stripes. A lot of different backgrounds have been able to kind of connect with this. And I was saying to a friend, I was saying, oh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation later this week. And I said, you know, I I've been in ministry for a lot of years, 20, 30 years. And was when I started, Billy Graham was kind of in his later days, and but he was still out doing festivals and that sort of thing. And there really hasn't been, I don't think, a gathering point like that in a number of years until this has come along. And there, mm-hmm. there seems to be like a coalition building thing that you're doing that I don't see a lot of people doing. Help us understand. So am I right? Am I reading that correctly? And then help me understand how you're able to do that. Because that is, I say, I would say is pushing against kind of the the, the flow of what's happening in the church. It seems like we're fracturing weight. I right. think it's having a huge detriment to us. But how are you doing that? How is that working? What's, what's happening there? Um, at, with the foundation. That's a very good observation, Rich. I really appreciate that. And I think that's where we're working with these partners, you know, that, that mm. part of that, I said, we, we're making it possible for the show to, to be completed, to be translated and distributed. That distribution portion is what's really key because, mm. um, you know, those are, that's the boots on the ground, like the crew already have students coming or you have, mm-hmm. you know, what you version is, is doing in different parts of the world and ministries like One Hope. Uh, which is God's word for every child is their goal. It's an mm, international mm, ministry. So how do mm, we provide a tool that they can then use? And they're going to create mm, these resources that mm, then people can use and gather together. And the thing about it is they're, they're, they, they did this with season three, a theatrical release. Remember, they did mm, that with the first two yeah, episodes. Yeah, yep, and yep, then yep. the last two episodes, the Jesus walking in the water scene, uh, mm, which it concluded was dramatic. And they're going to do that mm-hmm. with season four. And I think it gets people together. And I think, Rich, to your point about churches, and I didn't quite finish my your, answering your mm-hmm. question about how do we <laughs> you know, work with churches, that's going to be a real key. And the resources, not just for, and certainly, yes, for a pastor, if they want to show a clip and illustrate a sermon with a particular you know, scene from The Chosen, but also to create, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say like a watch party or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I told you that we mm-hmm. were... When I grew up in the Christian bookstore scene, we had these big 16 millimeter films. I mean, big, they really were. They big reels of acetate <laughs> yes, film. Yes. And churches used to do what they call watch parties, especially like around holidays, like New Year's Eve, and people would come in and watch a movie or mm-hmm. they call binge watch them, maybe put in two or three. Mm-hmm. And I think where you get mm-hmm. people together and then talk about it when you're done, that's the really, we mm-hmm. just on a small scale, my wife and I are taking another couple who are pretty new to the faith through kind of a discipleship journey showing episodes of The Chosen and then talking about it. And The Chosen has produced, Amanda, Dallas's wife, has written these mm-hmm. study guides for each season. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. really drives you to scripture and ask compelling questions. And I'll tell you, this couple is growing like I can't believe. And it's because, mm-hmm. and what's great That's about true. it, because they're going to the Bible. They want to know mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. What is the Bible telling mm-hmm. me about this? And mm-hmm. so I think there's an opportunity for The Chosen to be that gathering point, as you said, bringing people together. And it's always, hey, if we can't gather about Jesus, what are we going to gather about? You know, and I think right, right. it's the it's going to unify where we can get sidetracked on different issues, whether it's politics mm. or culture or whatever's going on. And mm-hmm. and this brings us together and I think helps us see how he dealt with these issues, too. And because mm-hmm. especially starting with season four, the opposition is going to grow. You know, we think, mm. you know, we're dealing with some tough things. And yes, in many parts of the world, it's really tough mm-hmm. to be a, be a Christian. 
Well, mm-hmm. it was tough in the first century. And and we yep. see that opposition yep. starting to build. And I think he, he's he been through, as the scripture says, he's experienced everything we have yet without sin. He knows the pressures. He knows what loneliness. He knows rejection. And you see it. And and what I find interesting, Rich, when you when you read the, the scriptures, uh, and you real you kind of especially as you get into John, where the you know mm-hmm. as the things get a little more intimate, it's like these guys don't get it. These followers, they mm. keep asking him, "So what do you have to do? You're going to do what?" You know, he'll, he <laughs> he, so he was real plain about it. Well, I've got to die. And yes. I'm going to come back. Yes. What What do you mean? You know, I mean, huh? And yes. So it's like, and so <laughs> for us to realize, yeah, it takes. We have to kind of keep keep reading it and keep experiencing it but realize that's that's been the issue with jesus is that people don't always right away understand it but you have to keep stick with him and then and then it's like oh it's like the old the blinding flash of the obvious oh that's what it meant when he said he'd come back you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i i i really i think that again but the visual part that beauty part is such a gateway for people Mm -hmm. to experience and then to be drawn to the word uh, to yep. really encounter what God's message for us is, you know, as, mm-hmm. as his people here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's great. I, that's uh, super good insights and good stuff for us to think about and wrestle with as we think in our, our context. So kind of, as we're coming to land today's episode, you've got a few thousand, three, 4,000, uh, church leaders listening in. What would you say to them? What would your kind of message be to them to be thinking about from from your seat at you know at come and see? Is there something mm-hmm. we can do to help? How can we? Uh, you know, I think so many of us are you know we're we're cheering for the chosen and we mm-hmm. see the impact it's had. We have very similar, I've, you know, stories. I'm you know I lead stuff obviously, but I volunteer as a alpha leader in my church, and there's a mm-hmm. woman in my alpha group doesn't know I'm a, you know doesn't she's I'm just like some guy to her, um, which is wonderful. And, you know, she's talked about same thing, how like I watched this show called the chosen and man, it's like just drawn her to the Bible. And I'm like, praise God. Like, that's amazing. I want to see that replicated. So what would you say to church leaders that are listening in today? Just kind of today as we, as we land this episode. Yeah. First of all, thank you uh, for all that you do. And the the creative things uh, that we're seeing that I'm seeing personally, Rich, we mentioned before we started chatting the church I'm involved with, a network of churches called Bayside in California. Mm-hmm. And just the, they're using innovation and just reaching into places where churches, we're not waiting for the church, the people to come to us. Let's go to where yes. they are. So whether it's a business mm-hmm. gathering or a student gathering or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And so I would just encourage, we we would love to hear your ideas. The, mm. we, this is available to you. It's, it's, it's free for you to use and mm-hmm. tell us you're going to use it so we can, you know, we want to be able to, uh, keep track of who's doing what. So there's a licensing form on our website, but just shoot, mm-hmm. shoot an email to us and you can do that. Say, Hey, we'd like to do this or the other. And it could be, it could be a weekend. I know one person came up with a thought, by the way, in Christian colleges, I think are really key to this too. Students. Mm. And I had this experience at Biola when I, I actually sought for the first time at Biola university, they sponsored a, oh, kind okay. of a, <laughs> a showing and 2,500 people came. And, wow. and the chosen was, was there, they represented with some of the actors and, and some mm-hmm. of their key people. And there <laughs> were students and there was faculty and people from the community. And it was extraordinary short outside on the big screen. And it's an, it's inspiring to young creatives. Don't, mm. don't you think Rich, we need this generation coming up That's of young so creatives and direct them and use their talent. As you said, this innovation, but telling beautiful stories and mm-hmm. the church to embrace that. And whether it's in a home group or the or the a church service itself, 
to be able to be able to show this the story. So I would say we'd love to hear from you, but mm. the, the show is available, and and we just uh, you know want to work. And again, as I mentioned, Glue has already done some things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, there's a resource mm-hmm. page, and they've done wonderful work in a lot of ways with churches. Um, they're now working with Outreach uh, Magazine. Mm-hmm. So there's there's mm-hmm. some, there, I think we're going to see these resources, and we. We're not out to create them, but we want to partner with churches, with organizations to help you. If you want to create resources or derivative material, you know, mm. let us know and let's work together to <laughs> how we can make that uh, work. And a lot of churches with their missions program, they have connections overseas and other countries. Mm. And let's think of resources. You know, yes, we've been blessed in the West with great churches and great organizations, but most of the Christians in the world live used to be called the global south now they call it the majority mm-hmm. world if you especially mm-hmm. if you're china mm-hmm. into that i think mm-hmm. it's like 60 to 70 percent of all the believers on earth live in south america africa or asia and it's mm-hmm. it's you know um maybe it's the difficulty i mean the church in the early church grew because of pressure right <laughs> something mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think that that's in many places it's not easy to be a christian but how can we resource in churches that have missions programs, that kind of thing. We'd love to work with you. And we're, we, we see this as an international, um, mm-hmm. you know, tool to be used. And that's why the language translation is so key. So I, again, mm-hmm. I just encourage you uh, leaders that this is a tool to use and mm-hmm. you, you, let's be creative and how we can use it. But the story is going to get really interesting <laughs> as we go into season <laughs> four, yes. five and six. We're, we had an event called Chosen Con that ran three weeks yes. ago in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, they had these panels with actors like they do in those kinds of events. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they had a they had one panel with all the, the actors who play the, the followers, you know, the disciples, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. Jonathan. And he happened to be sitting next to the actor who plays Judas. That was kind of interesting mm-hmm. to watch them interact <laughs> with each fun. other. Yes. Yeah. So, but they said... Um, season four was harder than season three up till season three has been fairly not light, but it's been like the wedding at Cana and these different really things. And now season four, it starts to get, and this is, this is not a spoiler alert, but it's John the Baptist, his thing happened. Right. And the raising of Lazarus. And we know that was a wonderful thing, but we know from scripture that ignited opposition that got really intense. And so some Mm -hmm. of those things, and then Jonathan Rumi who plays Jesus said, I had to learn a lot of lines that are all scripture. So they're bringing, mm. you know, cause you're getting mm-hmm. into where, you know, again, the gospel of John, which has so much dialogue that mm-hmm. you've got this, this happening and it's like, boy. And so only you can imagine then seasons five, six and seven, yeah. which will in Holy week, crucifixion and resurrection. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's, so, so pray for the, and pray for, for Dallas and, and the cast. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I'll just be real frank. The enemy isn't happy with mm. this <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. proclaiming yeah you can imagine that way it is yeah, yeah so and and nobody's afraid but we're aware and and mm-hmm. needing to pray against that and that god would mm-hmm. bring uh you know not just clarity but also strength you know to kind of carry this through and all ministries are facing this i mean it's it's sure. it's a it's crazy you know chosen is not unique come and see is not unique all ministries are facing this and it's mm-hmm. like you know it's almost like the devil knows Hey, things mm. are cranking up. I got to do what I can, you know, and, mm. and, he, and he focuses on things that are effective. I think that's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. learn anything from C.S. Lewis, you know, with screw tape letters. It's like, go, mm-hmm. go for the, where the work is really being done. So, yeah. but we have, you know, we have such great, I mean, working together and you're the media you're doing, let's use all mm-hmm. the media. 
because people yeah, listen absolutely. to podcasts, people watch movies, yep. people go to events. I mean, let's get it all to working together. And I think too, one of the things I'm learning, Rich, is uh, cl- collaboration. We can mm-hmm. do more together than we could do individually. You know, and, right. and the business Love schools it. used to call that collective impact, right? So let's mm-hmm. work together, mm-hmm. whether it's in your community with other organizations and ministries and churches or regionally or internationally, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. I think that is is a key. And when you find a tool that will help draw people and draw them, but draw them to Jesus. That's somebody yep. asked Dallas at the, this Chosen Con the, in a Q&A from the audience, what's the heart of the Chosen? He did not hesitate. He said, it's Jesus. It's not right. the show about Jesus. It's not this production we're doing. It's not all the plans right. we have. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the heart, mm-hmm. you know. And I think when mm-hmm. we when we make Him the focus, as we sh- as we always should, mm-hmm. lives will be changed because people mm-hmm. are drawn today as they were in the first century. People were drawn to Him, mm-hmm. and He has mm-hmm. the words to give life, you know. And mm-hmm. He still does. He's still real and speaks and prays for us and is drawing people to himself and it's all about Jesus. So that's what I, mm-hmm. so that's for me as, as kind of a, a place when I'm doing from publishing and everything else, this is really uh, mm-hmm. exciting and, and I'm, I'm honored and humbled to actually be a part of it. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stan, I really appreciate you being here. We want to send people to come and see foundation.org if they want to learn more. I love that challenge of like, hey, how's your church using it? Why don't you try something? You know, set up the licensing and try some, uh, you know, maybe something innovative, something that hasn't been tried, and maybe partner with some other churches in town. Maybe it could fit into your, uh, you know, into a series or do something, you know, to try to leverage this tool. I appreciate your open handedness of, and, you know, and the chosen's open handedness to try to say, hey, let's try to do this in a way uh, where we can see more people ultimately pointed to Jesus. Uh, Stan, I really appreciate you being here today. Is there anywhere else online we want to send people to connect with you or to connect, uh, you know, with, with Come and See? That's the one uh, you can, and you can send, um, in fact, I'll just, you know, I probably shouldn't do this, but Bob Goff puts his phone number in all his books. So I'll just tell you, my email is real, <laughs> real simple. Just stand at comeandseefoundation.org. So if anybody's Great. got, you know, feel free to reach out or just go to the website. There's other points of contact, but um, you know, I love, I love what churches are doing. We were talking offline, Rich, about the, the church we're involved with here in California and you know, the church and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just extraordinary the work mm-hmm. that churches are doing and not just, I mean, yes, proclaim the gospel, but to reach out to the community mm-hmm. and to bring mm-hmm. hope and healing. Right. And it is ultimately mm-hmm. about Jesus, but there's on entry mm-hmm. points to get there. And I just, mm-hmm. I think churches are doing remarkable work. And I think we're seeing young people being drawn back to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. people have left. There's, you probably have, if you haven't had them on, but the book, the great de-churching or the de-churching, mm-hmm. I think it is. Those guys mm-hmm. have did the study on that. I think 40 million yep. people have left the church in the last 20 years. And yes, what's going to yes. bring them back? And I think for the for the church, it, there's a huge opportunity, especially among Gen Z. I'm really convinced mm-hmm. about that. And yeah. if you have a Christian college in your, in your area, work together with their student ministry leaders. Christ, mm-hmm. Christian college students, and there's a lot of them on secular campuses too, so it's not just mm-hmm. Christian colleges, but work with crew mm-hmm. or university. These students are hungry to get involved in something meaningful. Let's unleash right. students, you know, to do something that, you know, could could take this out and to work through your church organization in extraordinary ways. Love it. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate being on, Stan. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Cheering for you and the foundation. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Rich. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. 
drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.